Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today for a hot cup of coffee. Today is Thursday, the fifth Sidra, the fifth Aliyah of our Torah portion of Noah. And today's Sidra, today's Aliyah is taken from Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17, but let's focus for now on verses 13 through 16. This is after the flood, and God is making a covenant with Noah and with all mankind and with all animal kind. And he says, my rainbow do I place in the cloud, and it will be a sign of a covenant between me and the land. Whenever I bring clouds over the land, in other words, the clouds are like, "Uh uh-oh, it's going to rain again. Does that mean there's going to be another flood? Did we anger God? And it says, and when I bring the clouds over the land and a rainbow appears in the cloud, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all flesh. So that leaves a loophole for localized flooding. But God says, I'll never have a worldwide flood cataclysm. So how's the world going to end next time around? Well, Peter says that the elements will melt with a fervent heat. Uh, so, okay, ver, uh, verse 16, when the rainbow is in the cloud, I will look at it and remember the perpetual, which means it's a covenant that goes on forever until the end of time between God and every living creature of all the flesh of the land. So, uh, um, in Genesis chapter 6, we see that one of the reasons that the flood came is because all, all it says that all flesh had corrupted itself on the earth. What does it mean that all flesh had corrupted itself? Well, in Genesis chapter 6, it alludes to that the B'nai Ha'Elohim, the sons of God, the fallen angels, come in physical manifest form and uh, cohabitated not only with women, but with animal kind and started birthing things that were outside of God's intention, that were outside of God's created order. The whole plan was to thwart Genesis 3.15, the coming of a Messiah from a pure human seed from the seed of the woman. And so they were trying to corrupt the the genetic genome uh, and DNA of man so that there would be no more pure human beings to be redeemed. And so God says, we're going to have to put a stop to this because they burst the Nephilim. Uh, King James says giants. Other translations say Nephilim, which means the fallen ones. They were a human angelic hybrid, which therefore they fell outside of the realm of redemption from God because they were outside of God's created order. But we also see in, in Genesis and in other passages, and it's hinted about in Jude, that all flesh had corrupted itself, meaning the, even the animal kingdom was perverted. And I think this is where we get a lot of our myths of the centaurs and minotaurs and and all of these mythological creatures that show up in folklore, uh, cyclops and and all these kind of things. And uh, so the Lord says, look, this is not what I intended for my creation, so I'm going to have to wipe it out. So sexual immorality was one of the biggest reasons for the flood to take place. Now, it's interesting that Satan loves to pervert anything that God uses for his simple right? So we have the cross. What do Satanists do? They turn the cross upside down, right? You know, sex is holy and pure and good within the bonds of marriage, but he created prostitution. So you can have sex anywhere, anytime. And he just perverted what was godly, what was good, what was wholesome, what was holy. So the same thing we see happen with the rainbow, the symbol of the covenant that I'm not going to destroy the earth with a flood any longer or anymore. You know, this covenant between God and the land and man and animals has been taken and perverted to to 
to uh, uh, show pride in the very thing he destroyed the earth because of. See what I'm saying? So there's a certain group out there who uses the rainbow as their symbol. But here, let me tell you the difference. What's the difference between their rainbow and God's rainbow? Their rainbow has only six colors. Go ahead, count it. Six colors. The number six is the number of man, according to the scriptures. God's rainbow is seven colors. Roy G. Biv. Seven is the number of completion, the number of perfection. It's God's number. So we see the counterfeit is one less color. And so they, they can't hijack and take God's symbol. It's still God's rainbow. So use it whenever you want, however you like. It doesn't mean what they think it means. You know, we've got to take our ground and say, nope, that's not yours. We had it before. You just jacked it off us, right? So, you know, your, your symbol has no legitimacy in my eyes. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.